Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Into the Net FC, the greatest football podcast in the history of the world. My name, of course, is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas. And ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in its history, the Syrian national football team is advancing to the round of 16 of the AFC Asian Cup tournament. And as everybody knows, I am of Syrian descent. Both my parents were born and raised in Syria. So this is obviously something very, very good, personally. And that's obviously, it's the opportunity for me to talk about it here on the program. You know, of course, I, when I talk to my mom about Syria qualifying, obviously, obviously she's happy, and I asked her about me doing an episode, and she says, well, you should do it, but Alex, do not get political, obviously. And obviously, my mom's only just doing her best to watch out for her son, and of course, doing her best to, to support her son, and she's right. But I will say this, you know, because, you know, Syria obviously has been involved in a brutal, bloody civil war for well over a decade now, you know, almost a decade, decade and a half. I have lost family members in that war. I think a, a lot of people that I know that are also Syrian have lost people in that bloody civil war. You know, Syria has been a ruthless dictatorship for God knows how long. The current dictator, his dad, you know, before him like that, you know. Fortunately, in that part of the world, that's just how it is. But, you know, for so long I wondered, you know, about the Syrian national team. And really, you know, really, you know, even my, my both my parents have insisted that the Syrian national team is actually pretty good. Now, unfortunately, Syria has never qualified for the FIFA World Cup, although in 2018, they came this close. And, they, and they've competed in the Asian Cup, you know, many, many times, but they've just never made it, they've never made it past the group stage. So, so really, I, I want to take a look at a little bit of the history as, as well, you know. And right now, honestly, the head coach, Hector Cooper, the Argentine, you know, and Hector Cooper just really has such a great resume. So it's good to see that Surya, that's how we say it in Arabic, that's how we say Syria, how Surya has a very, very good head coach. Now, you look at the managerial resume of Hector Cooper, I mean, we will never forget how from 1999 to 2001, he was the manager of Valencia, took Valencia to the Champions League final twice in a row, unfortunately lost both times, even managed Inter Milan after that. Then managed even in Spain and Mallorca, then Real Betis. You know, so he's been in Italy, he's been in Spain, and of course he's been in his native Argentina as well. You know, even you know from 2015 to 2018, he he managed the Egyptian national team, took Egypt to the Africa Cup of Nations final in 2017, where they unfortunately lost to Cameroon. And of course, you know, as I support my you know, my ancestral Surya, I also strongly support Egypt because Mohamed Salah is one of my heroes. Of course, Zinedine Zidane is always going to be my biggest hero, but Mohamed Salah is also my hero as well. So, so, so this guy, you know, so he he managed Egypt and then managed Uzbekistan, and then you know, from 2021 to 22 managed the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And then he's been with he's been with Suria you know, since last year. So, it's good to see that Suria has a very very good manager. So, 
So looking at it from here, you know, and, and it, it really is tough, you know, how Surya has never been to a World Cup, you know. You know, I was talking to my friend Steve, uh, the, uh, my, the best nurse in the history of nursing, who, of course, uh, hails, uh, hails from Minnesota but resides in uh, sunny Southern California. You know, Steve did say, you know, because I asked him, you know, with the uh, FIFA World Cup expanding to 48, to 48 competitors, you know, I asked him, you know, could, could that maybe boost serious chances of finally comp uh, qualifying for the World Cup? And, you know, he said, and he said, well, there's always that chance, Alex. So, so yeah, obviously I would love to see Surya compete in the FIFA World Cup. But, unfortunately, even though they've never made it to the World Cup, uh, to the World Cup tournament itself, you know, Surya does have, you know, uh, you know, somewhat of a resume, you know, according, according to what I see, you know, they've, they've competed in the Asian Cup, you know, for, the, you know, the first one was back in 1980, they've, they've appeared seven times, but so far the best result is the, is the round of 16, and that's, so far that's the, that's the best result ever, but, you know, they've been in, the, they've been in the Arab Cup, uh, several times, they've been, they've been, they finished as the runners-up three times as well, so, uh, so not, not really much as far as, as far as silverware, but according to this, they won the, WAFF Cup in 2012, so so I'm and, you know they did win the Mediterranean Games in 1987, so there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of something, but but going back, I mean it, it's been extremely difficult for the Syrian national team to, to play its games because I think because of the civil war they can't play their home game they can't they can't play technically the home games at home, so and again you know of course now I'm kind of defying you know the advice my mom gave me not, not to get political but you know, I'm just trying to be you know just try adding a, a little bit to it but you know try not not going too far but but you know and and seeing just how things went in the 2019 Asian Cup you know for Syria man it's it's it's, it's a shame it's a shame how thing how things turned out turned out so it it really is so you know of course uh the guy that's, you know, and as we get to it, the the, the player that scored in serious game uh, against India in, in the Asian Cup uh, group, uh, final group, a player by the name of Omar Kribin, who was actually the Asian Footballer of the Year in 2017. You know, he's actually been one of the best players for the Syrian national team, you know, for a while. And I'm, and I'm telling you, I spent some time, you know, watching film and footage of the guy. And Omar Kribin, I'm telling you, this, this guy is just, you know, he, he's just so amazing. He really is. I mean... Now, as I get to you, what this was about, you know, he's the one who scored the game-winning goal for Syria against India. And it's interesting that because Omar didn't start any of the group games, he always came off the bench. Now, unfortunately, Syria started off with a draw, I believe, against, I believe it was against Uzbekistan, and then lost one nothing to Australia. And then this one nothing win over India, you know, they've already been said, like, yeah, they're finishing third in the group, but they've they secured qualification to the round of 16, so... So I'm happy. So, according to the bracket, they're going to be facing the winners of Group C, and that's very likely going to be Iran. So that means Syria has to face Iran in the round of 16. But no matter what happens, Syria making it to the round of 16—that's great. And if Syria could somehow, some way, pull off the massive upset and, and defeat Iran to, to advance to the quarterfinals, well, I'll definitely be back here to talk about it. But man, but at this point, you know. Just want to enjoy the moment. Just want to enjoy the moment. Ah, oh, man. So looking at right, right here, seeing when the uh, round of 16 uh, starts, well, it's actually going to be on the 31st. It's actually going to be next week, next Wednesday. So, so Syria's got plenty of time to prepare. So, man, 
so right now, uh, from the looks of it, the favorites have got to be Australia. I mean, Australia winning their group, you know, winning that group that doesn't surprise me. So I'm kind of looking at basically, you know, South South Korea still has some some work to do, and you know, in Iraq, uh, Iraq, you know, as I said, as I did in that episode, Iraq already advanced, so Iraq could very likely win Group D. So you know, Group C, yep, Iran, Iran is already basically secured qualification, but Iran's very likely to win the group. Hong Kong could actually finish. It's very likely to finish at the bottom. Talk, look at Group B. Australia wins that group. Uzbekistan and Syria also. You know, Uzbekistan along with Syria, with Syria is advancing, and India is at the bottom of the group winless. You know, scored no goals and man, and conceded six times. So a negative six goal differential for the Indian national team. Very very unfortunate. So. I know looking at Group A, Qatar won their group, and you know the People's Republic of China and Lebanon. Man, both team, both those teams ended up winless. So Lebanon finishing at the bottom of the group. I mean that's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's 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 pretty sad. It's you know, as we say, haram, haram. Very very unfortunate. But anyway, so now looking at uh, Syria's win over India. Man, Syria really just put up. You know. Really, you know, trying to basically balance out a team, you know, to dominate in the midfield and the defense and the attack. And, you know, for Syria to have, you know, four shots on target and make only one of them count. And India actually had one shot on target, but couldn't make that one count. So, this game did kind of look a bit competitive because you, you talk about teams, both that are struggling, you know, that, that have just been struggling for so long, that have been just enduring so much disappointment for so long. You know, one team had a chance in a lifetime, and the, unfortunately, only one team actually could, could achieve that. So... So really, honestly, as I'm looking at the starting lineup, you know, I don't even know any of these Syrian players, which is honestly really, really, really sad. But you know, as as I'm looking at it, you know, seeing how Omar Kribin, I mean, came in, you know, he even he got a yellow card. Interesting, and you know, he's actually from Damascus. That that's where my my parents are from as well. And you know, he actually plays for a he plays actually currently in the United Arab Emirates, plays for a club by the name Al Wada. So. You know, and, and and seeing the fact that in 2017 he was the first ever Syrian to become Asian Footballer of the Year, I mean, th that's absolutely amazing. I mean, during that time he was playing, uh, he he was actually on loan, uh, you know, he he was playing in uh, Saudi Arabia during that time. So, you know, I think in 2019, according to this, he was actually playing for a club in Egypt called the Pyramids Pyramids FC. So, so it's good to see that he's really, you know, he's he's bounced he's bounced around, but he's playing for clubs. And he's actually, and I'm looking at it, he's scoring goals. He's putting up great results. And then, you know, he's been with uh, since 2021. He's been with Al Wada, but he's currently on loan to a to another club that's in uh, Dubai. So, so with Al Wada, he's got 46 appearances and 32 goals, and currently on his loan with uh, Sh Shabab Al Ali, the loan. He's basically has scored seven goals and 21 appearances. So. And for Syria, he's appeared 58 times and scored 22 times. So he really, he really is. He he really has done a fantastic job representing his his country. He really has. So he's a national hero. So you know, you, you talk about you know the whole political situation with with the dictatorship and the ruthless government. You know, you know from what I understand, the the players, you know, of course that they can't speak their mind because if they do, then we all we all know what happens in Syria if you. If you make critical comments of the government and whatnot, then what happens to you? You know, so so the players, you know, from what I understand, the players don't represent the government. I mean, like that. I mean, again, and now I'm kind of defined too far, you know, going into the political stuff. But 
No, it's just good. It's, it's just honestly good to see. Look, I'll just end it by I'll just end this whole political flirtation by saying it's just good to see that despite what's going on and what's been going on in the country, that the players have actually done something huge to make it to the round of 16. Now, you know, it, it, we look at you know, and in September of 2019, uh, Bean actually was suspended from the national team. But I'm not, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into details why because I want to focus more on the on the positive. But in the 2019 Asian Cup, he actually played. He actually played uh, the entire 90 minutes of uh, of every single group game for Syria, and he actually scored a goal against Australia. But unfortunately, Syria only had one point in three matches, so it was it was very very disappointing to see you know, how things ended up. But still, you know, Omar Kribin has just you know again really done quite a service. I mean, he's been playing with a team since. Uh, According to this, he has been playing since 2012, and he scored he scored his first goal for the Syrian national team in March of 2013 in a friendly exhibition against Iraq. You know, he scored against the likes of Jordan, Malaysia, Indonesia, Cambodia, Afghanistan, Uzbekistan, Qatar. Even scored a goal in January of 2019 against Australia. Scored a goal against uh, South Korea, and of course scored this one today against India, that which was the, the game-winning goal. So. So it's just amazing that Omar Kribin, who's been with the national team for about 12 years, scores a goal that allows his national team to advance the AFC Asian Cup round of 16 for the first time ever. So he has worked hard for this moment, but you know, obviously, you know, at one point he was even in 2017 the AFC Champions League's top scorer as well. Same year that he was Asian Footballer of the Year, and again, the first Syrian player to be Asian uh, to be the Asian Player of Footballer of the Year. I mean that's incredible, absolutely incredible. So, yeah, I've spent more time talking about a little a bit of the history of the team and, uh, and Omar Kribin rather than the, than the match itself, because you know the match itself is just simply straightforward. Just two teams that have just gone through so much. You know, you know, you know. You talk about how uh, football, football in India. I mean, football in India is again. Last time I showed you, know, football in India is popular, but. It's just I just don't think it's 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 just not their go-to sport. But what I mean, not their go-to sport. It's not the most popular sport in India. If I'm correct, cricket I believe is the most popular sport in India. When it comes to cricket, India is one of the best teams in the world. And and believe it or not, India actually qualified for the World Cup back in 1950 because, from what I understand, according to my research, they qualified because all of their opponents through the, through the qualifying phase withdrew. So while India did qualify for the World Cup, I believe the reason why they withdrew, well, this this reason seems to be extremely exaggerated, but except it's because the team was told that they would not be allowed to play barefooted. Although I asked myself, well, why would you want to play football barefooted? I mean, that's got to be extremely dangerous and uncomfortable. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. So, I mean, so yeah, the Indian national team at one point had supposed a golden years. So yeah, they did qualify. In 1950, because again, yeah, like I said, all all their opponents from the qualifying group dropped out. So, but they they actually dropped out. But but it, it, you know, from what I understand, it it, it, it it was the whole thing about playing barefooted. But I think honestly, uh, when I did when I dug deeper, it was because of the travel costs. Because again, you know, it's expensive. But according to this, FIFA actually offered to pay for the team's travel expenses, and it turned out that the real reason. That they withdrew was because was was well, I don't know. It, it's it's been heavily it's it's been heavily speculated. So again, 
as exaggerating as it sounds, it said that it, it's it's often believed that the reason why India decided not to go was because they, the players were banned from playing barefooted. So, uh, but then again, another thing says it's because India felt that the Olympics were far more important than the FIFA World Cup. So, I don't know. It's just that since then, India has not qualified for the FIFA World Cup. And I would imagine because the next World Cup is going to feature 48 competitors instead of 32, who knows, India's chances, you know, may actually uh, improve significantly. So we'll have to wait and see. I mean, seeing a lot of countries make, possibly make their debut in the, in the 2026 FIFA World Cup, I mean, it's more content for me to talk about here on the program, and it's, it's, it's even more, more exciting. It makes the World Cup even more exciting. So anyway, so once again, congratulations to Surya. I'm, as a proud person of Syrian uh, descent, I'm very, very happy to see that national team advance in the knockout stage for the first time. Best of luck. Obviously, if they go against Iran, then all the odds will not be in Syria's favor. But if somehow, someway, inshallah, if Surya manages to make it to the quarterfinals, I'll certainly be happy and I'll be back here to talk about it. But for now, we'll have to wait and see how things go. But as I said, as far as Syria pulling off the upset, as my mom would say, inshallah. Inshallah, Habibi. So anyway, congratulations once again to Surya. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, Into the Net FC can be found anywhere you get your podcasts. So here's what I need you to do. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. And if you look in the video description, you'll also find that I am now gladly accepting, taking and accepting donations. But just so everybody knows, it's not mandatory. It's completely up to you because what's most important to me is the love and support that everybody has been giving by just watching and sharing out my content because that's very, very important. It's what helps keeps the show going. But at the same time, donations do help as well. But again, it's entirely up to you. Do not feel obligated that you are do not feel obligated to do so. You can do it through Venmo, through Cash App. You can even send me super thanks on YouTube as well. But again, not mandatory, completely up to you. But again, donations are greatly appreciated. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good one, and masalame. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.